Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. share some memories and I'm I'm here with you guys tonight to to help out any way possible. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's been a a a bonus social uh of a week. But, but hey, all you I am Joey uh and Justin, I'm here. Um you know, I I've got some thoughts that I want to share. Um obviously we're 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 uh, still struggling to kind of wrap our our minds around this situation. So we'll we'll talk for for just a few. Uh, but I think Justin had a great idea. Joe communicated to me, and I absolutely loved it. We're actually going to do a full show uh, dedicated to Rick, um, so that you guys can kind of understand what Joe means when he says Rick got us to where we are today, but, um, geez Louise, but what I can tell you guys, as far as today goes, is we're going to play just a quick tribute, we're going to hit the 10 bell salute, we ask everybody to remove their caps for that, we'll come back just briefly, um, 
share some some thoughts, and then we'll go ahead and move on. But we promise uh, Justin will be there alongside us when we decide to schedule that Rick Rose Memorial show, and uh, and you guys will have an opportunity to get to know him about as good as you can without actually having met him in person. So, Joey, Justin, I think this is the appropriate time to ask everybody to remove their caps, to play the 10-bell salute, and then the uh, short audio collage that we put together in memory of Richard Rose. Why you brought it uh, up? 
I did not do anything of the sort. You did not have to take those bets. And so, you know, but like I said, congratulations. When have I ever uh, made a bet to you and said, if you lose the things, you're going to have to do something embarrassing? You did it to me. That's true. Oh, Rick Rose, Rick Rose. You know, the, the, a funny story of, about Rick, and he never forgot this story. Uh, it happened years ago, and he still remembered it. It was the first time that we went to uh, Kobe Pro All or Nothing, and we were sitting there at the uh, cabin, and I'm upstairs. He's down, downstairs, and he says, Joe, can you take a look at my mower? I turned and looked, and there was Rick mooning me. I would never forget it to this day. <laughs> Every single time he would see me, he would 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 bring that up. He didn't care if it was in a group of people that have never heard of me, never knew me. He would bring that up. He'd say, "I showed Joe my uh, my uh, my uh, mower." Justin knows all about that story. Do you not? Uh, yeah, that that was uh, we went all or nothing that weekend. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, we there's so many memories that we have, and so many stupid things he did that just made you laugh every single time. And uh, my, I mean, like I said to you, Joe, in a private comment, uh, out of everything that happened or everything, every post I've seen this weekend, I believe Mama Tons. Uh, post was the one that got to me the most with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he is the only man I have ever met who has had the cojones to to stand up and sing a song to my wife in a bar. And, and mind you, he was he's, <laughs> he's surrounded by oh, huge guys, big guys, you know, and he's just singing away. I don't even, I don't even remember the song right this moment. But uh, <laughs> well, Justin, I, I want to say this, man. I know, you know, I, I I know that this has been particularly difficult for you and for Joe and I, Joe and I were talking in private as well. And you know, I had to remind Joe, like, bro, I, you know, I know you had a close relationship with Rick, and he went up there a few times. But I used to see Rick a couple of times a week when he was active in the fantasy group. So for a little yeah. while there, uh, we, had, we had a really close relationship. And you're absolutely right, bro. Rick was the kind of guy who would do anything. He would humiliate himself for a laugh. And because we do, um, you know, have the regularly scheduled show, I'm going to share one story, and then we're going to bring on a few callers and then try to do our best to get back to the show. Because, again, we are going to do a full one-hour special, the Rick Rose Memorial, and we absolutely are going to want you to be there for the whole thing, Justin. But here's my story. So, I remember we were at Metro Pro Wrestling. You guys heard it referenced in that audio drop that you put together, Joey. Great job on that. We were sitting there, and, you know, most indie companies uh, occasionally will bring in some well-known superstars. Well, this show was the Ricky was the Ricky Morton show. No, the one in the freezer, please. Thank you. Um, it was the Ricky Morton show. And Ricky Morton showed up. You know, he was the, the match right before the main event. Um, and this might have been when Tommy Dreamer faced Mark Sterling in the main event, uh, for those of you who are keeping score. 
But anyway, so Ricky Morton was doing his thing, and his thing has been working for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason this man's a Hall of Famer. But he was doing the whole rock and roll, rock and roll. And everybody in the crowd was in on it, right? Because who better than the Rock and Roll Express to get behind an independent show, Justin? Well, not Rick Rose. <laughs> Rick Rose was sitting, he was sitting directly behind me. We were in the front row. He was sitting directly behind me. And he goes, you're old, fat, and slow. This is what Rick yells at the legendary Ricky Morton. And everybody in our area looks at Rick, and then Ricky Morton basically stops right in the middle of his chant, looks over at Rick, and goes, there's an asshole like you in every effing crowd. And all of us are like, bro, he got so much heat, and he turned red or whatever. But in typical Rick fashion, he just shrugged it off and took another sip of beer, bro. It was legendary. He didn't skip a beat. <laughs> and for a guy that's been doing it as long as uh, Ricky Morton has, he got Ricky Morton off his game, and I thought that was incredible. So there's my one of my Rick Rose stories. And like I said, we're going we're gonna to do a whole show dedicated to Rick. But, Justin, man, I can't thank you enough, bro, for, for you know, you were on the show before I was. You welcomed me in with open arms. Obviously, the show has changed quite a bit uh, since then. Uh, but many would argue for the better. That said, it doesn't mean that we don't cherish the past and all the people who helped get us to where we are today. So I personally want to thank you, and I want to say, bro, you will forever, in my mind, be a member of the Wrestle Talk family, just like our, our beloved uh, friend, Rick Rose. And, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I love you guys. Um, I've kind of stepped away from wrestling, and and I, for the better. I'm old, <laughs> so my body couldn't take it anymore. But, you know, um, this weekend awoken something in me. Um, seeing some of the posts, uh, I cannot wait for the one-hour tribute. You know, I'm going to be there with bells on. Um, I am going to hit the coming donation. And I'm going to get a special, a uh, couple special guest people to call in that I know you guys are definitely going to want to hear from. Um, and uh, we're going to get this that party because I'm going to say it, it's going to be a party for Rick. We ain't going to mourn him. We're going to party like he'd want to because like I have told Joe, um, if he was standing in front of us and and saw how we were acting, he would do what, Joe? What would he call us? Uh, well, let, let, let's, let's, if, if Rick knew that we were uh, crying over him, he would a he would call us pussy. Number two, he would call us pussy. He would be jealous to get the tail part out of our ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, guys, um, tonight, tonight, do what you guys do best. Uh, talk wrestling. Have fun. Um, and then when Joe, when you guys are ready, you know where I'm at, you know how to get a hold of me and I will be right there. And, uh, I, like I said, I'm going to get a couple, uh, uh, special guests to, to call in that night as well. So, uh, you guys rock on tonight and, and kill it. That's absolutely awesome. Thank you, Justin. You are absolutely amazing. All right. 
But we'll go ahead and get this, this show started. Let's go ahead and do what we always do. I cannot forget to do the uh, uh, call group break. So, Renee, let's do what you always do, and let's do this. Uh, let, let's get this, 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 this show started like we would want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, but before we do that, let me just say very quickly, thank you to everybody who's tuning in. Thank you to everybody who uh, is listening to us share memories of Rick Rose, who was one of the original hosts, along with uh, my partner in crime, Nightmare Jones, of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm proud to have uh, taken over for Rick and helped the show grow because I know that this was originally something that uh, was very, very important to him. Uh, he actually ended up got, getting signed, uh, just so you guys know, like, why he wasn't here. We'll get more into that when we do this special. But he got signed by a TV network to do, um, like, uh, paranormal stuff, right, like ghost hunting and all that jazz. So, obviously, that was going to pay. This doesn't very well. well. The choice is obvious, and he, he offered me the opportunity, along with Joe, to kind of take over the show, and I think the rest is history. So, if you guys have any appreciation for Wrestle Talk, Rick, myself, or Joe, please hit that share and like button. Uh, it really means a lot to us. We love seeing the thumbs up and the hearts come across the screen. Uh, we'd like to hit 30 likes tonight if we can. Uh, that's all up to you guys. Uh, more than anything else, uh, we're grateful for you guys being here. And once we get in the high spot, uh, you can dial that number, 657-383-1521. And uh, also, uh, huge thanks to Ratbun Engraving. Uh, huge thanks to I-70 uh, Sports Media. Jeremy Carp will be joining us here with, uh, in a couple of minutes to talk a little wrestling and a little football due to the uh, the big franchise deal that Patrick Mahomes just got. And why is he doing that? Because he's one of our wonderful sponsors, and we want you guys to get to know him a little bit better. We also got Chris Rodell in the queue. He's going to join us, share some words about Rick Rose. And then uh, here in about uh, 15 minutes, we're bringing on our first featured guest. Uh, Jocelyn Navarro, who is part Jamaican, part Dominican. So it's going to be fantastic. We're going to be talking all about Black Wrestles Matter, and we have a great announcement that's going to be coming to you guys uh, as well. Uh, last but not least, Conspiracy Farm and uh, Talking Dynasty Podcast, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. And, of course, Royal Mills Transportation. With all that said, my friends, Let's go ahead and do what we always do about this time and once again ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it.
so much that we wanted to talk about high spots. And <laughs> I think that's one thing I wanted to talk about was something that oh, I saw. Oh, Josie. Josie. What? I know it's been a hard 24 hours for you, bro. But yeah. I told you, we got a very special guest that's going to be joining us for high spots, brother. So before you get into it, this man is burst not only in all professional sports, particularly in the beautiful state of Missouri. He's also a huge professional wrestling fan and just happens to be the owner of one of our sponsors, I-70 Sports Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show for the High Spot segment, the one and only. You got any music for Jeremy Carp, Josie? You got anything you can play for him? Because I think he deserves some intro music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the one and only. Nothing but illustrious guest. The one and only, I think I already said that, my bad, Jeremy Carr. Wow. 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 That is what I call an introduction. Thank you so much, guys. Exactly. So, I guess about that, we'll go ahead and start it off with this Patrick Mahomes thing. I I, I guess that, you know, we're not going to have to worry about the Kansas City draft this year because after paying Patrick Mahomes as much money as they're paying him, they're not going to have they're not going to be able to afford to draft anybody. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about this whole Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, first, I got to make a quick side note. You know, Josie, just like you always say, it brings that national anthem brings a tear to your eye every time. I just love it more and more every time I'm on the show and every time I listen to the show. So I'm right there with you. Well, that's awesome. Let's go. So now for Patrick Mahomes and the whole thing with all that money that, you know, they kind of just brought to him in wheelbarrows. Um, I must say, you know, this is something you're never going to find in the professional wrestling world because, you know, he has a 10-year extension for $503 million. And most of that money is incentives. So that's if you do a certain thing or if you achieve a certain feat, then you get this amount of money. So if they, he wins the MVP, he gets about $1.25 million added on to is, you know, the money that he's going to get. I mean, okay. that, I mean, and, you know, obviously for arguably the best quarterback in the league right now, fair enough. But, see, in the pro wrestling world – it's a different story. I mean, that's like saying every time uh, MVP wins the United States title, he's going to get a $2 million bonus. You know, that's something you can't really do in the professional wrestling world. So basically, now, hey, Jeremy, you know. Jeremy, hey, Jeremy, we got a bunch of Raiders fans watching, 
and uh, and Joe happens to be one of them. I'm getting a lot of angry faces right now. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of angry faces on the live feed. I'm just letting you know. I right welcome now. every single one of them because we're in the Midwest, baby. Bring on the angry Let's faces. Go. You can't make a bunch of friends without making a few enemies. Yeah. But Jonesy, I got so much love for you. You're the exception. Nothing but love for you, buddy. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying, Jeremy, is that Patrick Mahomes is getting paid almost as much as we pay intern Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty wait, much. Wait, wait. I mean, it's hard to find people and teams and stuff that Patrick Mahomes is not getting paid more than. I mean, we're talking half a billion dollars here, guys. I mean, he's getting paid more per minute than I'll probably make in a day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I do want to transition this in and tie it back to professional wrestling. And I was thinking, because I know we talked before the show, Jeremy, and I was like, we got to figure out a way to t- tie this football thing, you know, Interstate, interstate oh, 70, uh, sports media. And, and here, here's how I want to tie it in. I know you have your own way of doing it, but here's my way. So you're talking about the, okay. richest, contract in, in the richest contract in sports history. Here's my question to you. If you look back in the annals of professional wrestling from the beginning of the sport until today, who, if you could choose one person, one person, that you would give that kind of a deal to in professional wrestling that you think will provide you that sort of value, what one superstar, and, of course, we're, we're speaking relatively here, right? We're talking about the biggest deal in that sports history. Right. So if you go back in time, who of everyone that's ever wrestled that you know of would you be willing to give that kind of a deal to? You know, I have, if there's two people, I, I know you said one. So I'm just going to have to pick the one, and I'll tell you why. We're going to Hulk Hogan, and I'll tell you why. My other choice was going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, and but I'll tell you why I'm going to stick with Hulk Hogan as the top one. Because when Hulk Hogan was becoming popular, it wasn't just Hulk Hogan becoming popular. It was what Vince McMahon was doing for the wrestling industry. He was taking it worldwide, not just nationwide. He was taking it worldwide. It was the 80s professional wrestling boom. This was WrestleMania was just born. You know, the Royal Rumble, the big four pay-per-views were starting to come alive. Hulk Hogan was the figurehead for so many years uh, as the wrestling and sports entertainment combined and rose to the top. And Hulk Hogan was that rallying face, kind of like how Patrick Mahomes is essentially the face of the NFL. Or the future face, unless you're a Raiders fan, in which case, you know, you got Derek Carr. But <laughs> um, that, <laughs> uh, that sounded like a punchline. I know it wasn't a punchline, but that sounded like a no. punchline to me. <laughs> just a little no. slide right there. Just a little, just a little uh, turn right there. Just a little slide. <laughs> you know what? At least he didn't mention the name Jamarcus Russell. Let's not even mention that guy. <laughs> I would never. Oh, I would never go that low. I could not do that. Uh-uh. I wait, like wait, you too much think, to go I there. Have, I think we have an appropriate drop for Jamarcus Russell. Let me let me see if we can find that real quick. Never drew a dime. A not a dime. Not a dime. Well, never never drew a dime. 
So we we, we do have quite a bit of a wrestling topic as as we wait for our first guest to call in. And something that I saw today that that kind of intrigued me, uh, AEW is actually after I think believe Fighter Fest, they're actually doing the doing this like special called the uh, Puppy Battle Royal, where they're gonna have all these puppies in the AEW, like, like small ring, and, and, and I'm like, I don't know why the this less, they're, like, trying to jab at, at the WWE all of, of the times that the WWE would, would uh, have the, the shows cut or go a little bit longer because they would have, like, the dog show on the USA Network. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny that they're actually doing a puppy ball. <laughs> oh man! Ah, that well, is let a. Me, let me jump in and say this. Let, let me jump in and say this. I think that some of the stuff that's going on back and forth between the companies is like damn right embarrassing. I mean, is right? that really it necessary? Is. And what I've also learned is that there's a lot of pettiness in professional wrestling, unfortunately. Okay, I'm oh. looking at this story just now. I'm looking at this story just now about. This this issue between uh, Billy Gunn and Tony Gunn. Have you guys heard this yeah. one? Yeah, I have. I I yeah, it just came out. Yeah, I was checking in on that. Poor yeah. Tommy Gunn, like man, like like you know, he, uh, Tommy he had posted that you know that he basically he has to change his in, in, entire career. He can't sell his shirts anymore. He can't yell his catchphrases. Anymore, all because Billy Gunn doesn't want him using the word gun show. I've not even heard right. Billy Gunn like use I, the word gun show. <laughs> well, he hasn't used it on AEW since he arrived there. And listen, Billy Gunn has secured his bag, as they say where I come from. The man has done well in the professional wrestling world. I mean, I've seen him in New Japan. I've seen him, in, obviously, in WWF. I've seen him in WWE. Now he's in AEW. I mean, I get it. You want to capitalize on things, okay, uh, um, you know, that, that you think belong to you. But when there's a guy like Tony Gunn that you know needs the gimmick that he's been building for so long, why be so petty? I mean, this doesn't make any, right. any sense to me, Joe. And, and, it's, and it's almost sad, to be honest. It's almost a little sad. Um, and, and I don't want to, you know, obviously, you know, Billy Gunn has his rights. But, you know, when you see a guy that's an up-and-comer, man, he's really working his ass off. You know, he talked about merch. He talked about all these things, these, these, this gear that he's had to pay for, you know, and, and then um, and then for it to all be taken away, man, it just, it just feels really, really, really unfair to me. Um, but um, I will say this. Um, not everyone is like that. And there's a lot of good vibes going on, like within the professional wrestling world including this amazing event that's going down in August called Black Wrestlers Matter. We're going to hit you mm-hmm. guys with the details on Black Wrestlers Matter here in the second hour. But before we move on, I think it's time to bring on Chris Rodell, who's been waiting very, very patiently here for a little bit over 25 minutes. Uh, and then just after we finish up with Chris Rodell, we'll say hi to Jeremy, and then we'll bring on our first featured guest of the evening, the talented, the lovely... Jocelyn Navarro is going to be joining us. I can't wait to talk to her. But That's Chris going to be Rodell, amazing. I know you're there. And yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Chris Rodell, I know you're there. 
And I know you have some thoughts you want to share, man. So the floor is yours. What is on your mind, my friend? Uh, hey, what's up, guys? I hope all, everyone is uh, doing pretty well. I mean, it's a tough time in this country and the the world. And um, I just wanted to uh, extend the uh, Dynamo Pro family uh, condolences to the Russell Talk family on the loss of uh, Rick. Uh, we first came on. You guys give us our first chan- real chance on national podcast uh, with you and Joe and Rick uh, for our share show back in 2015. And, uh, I've, I friended Rick on Facebook, and dude was hilarious, but not crossing the line. Just you know, he he was just a good guy. So I mean, I just wanted to extend the Dynamo Pro uh, families uh, on behalf of the management and staff with me, Luke, Drake, uh, Jim, Crystal, and all the wrestlers to the Russell Talk family that uh, that we we are sorry for your loss and. Rick was one of a kind. Yes. I I wholly agree. He definitely was. And and absolutely. And, and and getting on to other things, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes is worth every cent that they the Chiefs paid for him. Um the Raiders drafted oh, well, yeah. Demarcus Winston, if I remember right. <laughs> or Jamarcus, no, no, wait, Ru- Jamarcus Russell. Uh, I, I, uh, Rodell, uh, Rodell, Rodell. I can't let you pile on Jonesy because it's too easy. But I am going to have you answer the question because we got about two minutes before we got to bring on Miss Navarro here. If you could give the once in a lifetime deal that Patrick Mahomes got to one wrestler in history, who would you give that deal to? Oh, I heard that, that, that question. I heard, I heard that question. I was thinking about it. I was actually thinking about it the entire time. I'm like, the easy answer is Hogan or Flair, but honestly, give it to John Cena. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. I'll give it to him. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you, look, you look at, one, you look at all of his charity work. Two, he's, he was the face of the WWE. I know people hated it, but I mean, I I, I really think I would have given it to John Cena. Yep, he he was absolutely the bridge, and I don't think you're wrong for making that selection. Well, Rodell, thank you so much, brother. We are going to do a Rick Rose Memorial here in a couple of weeks. We want you to be there because we know you've had some experiences more than what you were able to share today. So thank you so much, man, for representing Dynamo. Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I just I just wanted up. to drive by for Show the up. I just wanted to drive by with the thoughts of the Dynamo Pro family. You guys are all, have always been awesome to us, and Rick was a good guy. He he uh, he he stumped for veteran suicide or suicide prevention. So. He was he was just, he was just a darn good guy. So I, I I was completely shocked when I saw that he passed away on the Fourth of July. Isn't it weird that a veteran on the fourth, a great veteran on the Fourth of July passed away? So. Well, we let you go, Chriswood. When they, how come you never asked me? Would would what what special I would give that well, one to? Well, Joe. Uh oh. The way I grew, see, I I grew up in a Latino household. In a Latino household, you gotta let the guests go first. If you don't let the guests go first, then your mom grabs la chancla. I, don't, I know you don't know what la chancla is, but that's a flip flop, and she throws it across the room like a goddamn ninja star, and she never misses. So I had to let our guests go first. 
But I, w- I do want to ask you that very same question, and we'll get closing thoughts from Jeremy Karp, and then we will bring on our lovely and talented first featured guest of the evening, Jocelyn Navarro. So, Jonesy, okay. who would you be so, willing to give that kind of deal to so in wrestling it, terms, it, it, like the one really, that Patrick really, Mahomes got? It's really, really tough because it, 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 it's between – Curtis Wilde, it's between Ozzy Gallagher, Rick, Rick Maverick, and the snitch. And I would have to. No, God! <laughs> no, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> you are hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, Joe, we're burning daylight here, man. Give me a real answer. Shawn Michaels. I've always liked Shawn Michaels. That's who I would. But that's just... Shawn Michaels. Well, we'll let Jeremy give us his closing thoughts, and then I'll tell you what the right answer is, ladies and gentlemen. And I dare you to come on later and challenge me, because I'm going to tell you exactly who deserves that deal, but not until we get final thoughts from our absolutely wonderful, very supportive, and wonderful Jeremy Carp of I-70 uh well, I'll tell you this much, you know, I came on to this show first, uh, first time was three years ago. Uh, you know, Luke from Dynamo Pro introduced me to you guys, and I've had so many appearances on this show. We've talked about so many amazing topics, and... You guys have been you have meant so much to me. You know, uh, Rodell and Luke at Dynamo Pro, they've all meant so much to me. So on behalf of myself, Zach, and Jeremy at Interstate 70 Sports Media, we extend our heartfelt condolences as well to the WrestleTalk podcast family. Um, we can send nothing but peace and love throughout everything going on in the world and through you guys going through at this tough time. So... Thank you, Jeremy. We really, really appreciate that, man. Thanks for making the time to join us uh, for the High Spot segment tonight, man. Again, guys, that's Interstate 70 Sports Media. Make sure you let them know that the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you, man. Thank you so much, bro. We'll catch you down the road, Jeremy. Always. Peace and love, guys. You guys take care. Be strong. Adios. And, And hang on the line there for a second so I can give you the right answer. Here's the right answer. If you're going to give that kind of a deal to anybody in professional wrestling history, it has to be more than just somebody who was successful in professional wrestling, okay? Hulk Hogan was great, does, hasn't done much outside of professional wrestling, okay? Stone Cold was great, hasn't done much outside of professional wrestling. Same for Shawn Michaels. I, I like all these answers, but there's only one right answer. And the right answer is none other than a man that's not even known by his wrestling name anymore. He's one of the few to be able to do that. John Cena was pretty close, but guys, the answer is obvious. The number one actor in Hollywood, the one-time best professional wrestler in the world, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. How did nobody bring up Dwayne The Rock Johnson? This man was box office in WrestleMania. This man was box box office in the box office. Bro, if you're going to give that kind of deal to anybody, it has to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you smell it, Guest of the evening. That's right. We got a little bit of Jamaican flavor. We got a little bit of Dominican.
tonight's show. That's right, because we are in full support. Wrestlers matter, and this lovely lady is going to play a part in that wonderful event happening in August. And we got some big news about the Wrestle Talk podcast and that event coming up in the second hour. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So without further ado, amigos, make some noise for the lovely, the talented Jocelyn Navarro. Get the music to me. Yeah, them and also, you know, like 
I'm also, like, really in touch with my Jamaican side, so, you know, the popular Jamaican track and field athletes. So I looked, I did look at both sides and was like, damn, you know, if they can do it coming from um, a small island, then, you know, we all can too. So, yeah, it was definitely, like, inspiring watching them um, come from, you know, a third-world country and then coming to America and just just blowing it out, you know. Even though I, I personally, I hate the Red Sox, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, now, and I see, I see you're, like, low-key floss. You're like, oh, yeah, uh, Jamaican, uh, track and field, we, yeah, low-key, like, we got the fastest man in the whole world. Don't forget that. I see you low-key floss. I, 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 I didn't miss it. I really, I caught it. <laughs> low-key floss, low-key floss. Well, listen, let me jump into something else because, I know Black Wrestlers Matter is, is what's in the future, and we're all very, very excited about it. Yours truly, if I can get the wife to sign a permission slip, I'm going to try to be in Des Moines, Iowa at the end of August as well. Uh, but <laughs> you have had the opportunity to wrestle for the last four years. You mentioned making that decision to go into a training facility and start on your path. Where, where and when did you go from being a fan like the rest of us to actually making the decision that you wanted to pursue that because there's a lot of fans that never go to wrestling school, right? Something had had to mm-hmm. trigger you. What triggered you to go there, and what was the experience of being a trainee? Um. Okay, so uh, I was in my freshman year of college at the University of Mississippi, and I had a really bad injury to the point where, you know, I was like, you know, after my freshman year, I'm going to just go ahead and, go back to Ohio and recalibrate, rethink what I'm going to do. And while I was up there, me and my brother had went to Fastlane in 2016. He had got us, like, front row tickets. And I was like, you know, this is like, I've, all, this, I've always wanted to do this since I was a little kid. So after the show, we had went um, back to our, to our parents' house, and I was just online looking up schools, like, what's the closest school? around me and the like the first school that showed up was uh, mega championship wrestling in Elyria, Ohio. So I was like, okay, cool. So I, I reached out to them and said, you know, I have an athletic background. I would like to try out, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they invited me to the next tryout. And then <clears throat> um, at the tryout, the trainer was just like, you know, you blowing everybody out of the water. Um, I definitely want to train you, you know. So so that's how I got started there. And then um, now I train at uh, Absolute Intense Wrestling, AIW. I'm actually at training right now. They let me, <laughs> they let me come out to do the podcast. <laughs> so um, Yeah, let them know, hey, let them know you're, you're promoting for them. You say, hey, hey, those guys know us too. They've been on the show before. I believe the promoter uh, has been on the show previously. Just let them know night out, night your jokes. We're going to take good care of you. I promise. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, well, here's my last question before I throw it over to Joe. So, obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, your journey through professional wrestling. And, you know, you said you went to college, you had the injury, then you tried pro wrestling. Did you run in, into any adversity during training? Were there any moments where you thought about, like, hey, you know what, maybe this isn't for me? Or were you a total natural? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Um, I had one moment where it was like, I don't know if this is for me, but I, I was very natural at all the movements and, and whatnot, but um, I had two trainers, 
when I first started. And we were, like, going over forearms. And the one trainer, he forearmed me so hard that I seen the white light. And I was like, I I don't know if I really want to do this or not. But, but I mean, I got up and I hey, finished your, training did, and whatnot. Did your Dominican side come out? Like, did you all of a sudden, like, you were talking English? And then you got here, you're like, coño, ¿qué te pasa? ¿Estás loco? ¿Estás una travilla? ¿Te meto por el pescuezo? Like, did you... Did your Dominican side come yes. out right there? Because I'm worried. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, wait a minute. And then, and then also I was the only girl. Most of, most of my training, I've always been the only girl in the in the, in the the class. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm tougher than all of them. So I'm going to get up <laughs> and I'm going to finish training. So that was like the only, the one instance where I was like, ah, you know, I don't know about this. But I got through that. Yeah, well, we're grateful that you did because, obviously, you're still kicking ass in the sport. Uh, my partner, Nightmare, I actually happen to be in Kansas City. My partner is actually all the way out in uh, in West Virginia. I know he's been doing his research and watching some videos, so he's got some questions, questions as well. Uh, Jonesy, why don't you jump in here with our uh, first featured guest of the evening, uh, Jocelyn Navarro. Absolutely. So, uh, once again, you know, thank you for taking time out of your show. Now, as I was going through some of your matches, I noticed something with uh, Black Diamond Pro Wrestling. Uh, you wrestled somebody by the name of Peter Be Beautiful, and you all have been like switching titles like 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 crazy. You know, he defeated you in the three way match, and then you defeated him in the three way match. Uh, what is this feud with Peter being beautiful? Well, actually, that was at um, Horror Slam in uh, Michigan. Yes. But um, you know, I <laughs> he 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 won a he won a, a a title shot for any title in the company, and Horror Slam is actually a death match company. Nice. But um, <laughs> so he and he he he's a death match, you know, wrestler. But he was like, you know, I want to wrestle her. And, you know, he came after my title. And I was like, you know, I'm not even the best match wrestler. Like, what are you doing? But he was like, you know, forget that. I want to wrestle you. You know, you're, you're one of the best wrestlers, you know, in the Midwest. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's cool. So, you know, we, we started shooting back and forth for the title. So I don't know what the future holds for that. But Wow. So, I so you I don't know what's going on so, with that. So you you you're not a deathmatch wrestler, but you went ahead and wrestled in a deathmatch with this guy with like light tubes and thumbtacks and stuff. Um, we haven't done a deathmatch, but I I I have one deathmatch in me, so I might do. Bro, one I want to be there. Year. I want to see it. <laughs> Yo, that sounds sick. I said I, I want to try every match at least once. You know, I've done a TLC match, done a fans bring the weapons match, you know. Um, I, so I, I, I have one in me for the death match. I got one in me for it. Wow. That is. Somebody needs to book that shit. I, I want to be there <laughs> for, for, for that. And, and I was going through your uh, title range, and <sighs> you, you, you would be mega fighting spirit, spirit champion. For 469 days. Like, how did it feel to be mm-hmm. a champion for 
169 days. That's like over a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was a very long time. That was obviously my longest title reign. Um, it was fun. You know, I got to wrestle all kinds of people. I got to um, defend it at other promotions and whatnot. It was very fun. But now I'm actually the main champion at Mega now. So, <laughs> so um, wow. You know that that, that was cool, but like having this title reign now as the mega champion, um, you know I'm the first female to hold the mega champion. So, wow. I mean, that is freaking awesome. Kudos to you. That that is freaking awesome. So I guess that my last question, and this this might be a a tough question to to ask you, but who is but who gave you the biggest run for your money in your entire wrestling career? Well, that's a good question, Joey. <laughs> um, that is a good question. Um, honestly, I want to say it was a person, this, this dude that I trained with. I don't know if you guys know him or not, but um, he go by the Suplex Shogun Jackson Stone. I've wrestled him a few times, and I barely make it out each time. <laughs> so, uh, he, I, wow. I hope he's on the next Black Wrestlers Matter show because he he just got signed to Impact. You know, he's uh, okay. he's he's he, he's he's rough. <laughs> so when I, when I wrestle him, I, I gotta bring literally everything I got. <laughs> wow. So I think him he's he's giving me the most the most run for my money by far. Okay. Not saying That's that anybody cool. else haven't been a a, a tough competitor because you know everybody has their things. I've I've had a lot of amazing tough opponents. The Jackson Stone is, is the one that's given me the most the, the run for my money. Oh, awesome. let's, let's make a note of that. See if we can't find that on YouTube somewhere. I want to watch this. <laughs> Oh, bro, I do. I absolutely do. And you know what? Uh, before I go on any further, let me just uh, thank everybody who's joined us uh, throughout today's show so far. The first hour has been great. Uh, as you guys know, we had to hit the 10-bell salute to start the show because uh, we lost one of the original hosts of the show, Rick Rose. God bless your soul, man. Uh, we love you. We miss you. R.I.P. Rick Rose. Uh, thank you, everybody who shared, who's liking this. It sounds like you guys are loving this interview. Uh, make sure you guys look up Jocelyn Navarro on all social media platforms. Uh, make sure you hit her up and you let her know that uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast sent you. Uh, with all that said, I do want to get in to kind of like the hot topic, right? And the hot topic mm-hmm. is this amazing event that's going down on August 22nd, 2020, called Black Wrestlers Matter. Before we get on to the event itself, I want to ask you, as as a sister, right, as somebody with a little mm-hmm. melatonin in their skin, like you're truly, right? I'm I'm from the land of the sun. I'm a Mexican <laughs> cat. I was born in Mexico, so uh, I feel like there's that that connection, right? Um, when mm-hmm. you think about like Black Wrestlers Matter, the event, but then you also think about the social cause that's going on in, in America and really throughout the world right now. Um, do you have any words of encouragement for people of color uh, that maybe have dealt with racism, oppression, discrimination on any level? Um, you don't have to get into anything personal if you don't want to, but 
what message would you send out to little girls that see you wrestle and go, oh, wow, she looks just like me. If she can do it, I could do it, just like you did with Usain Bolt and Big Poppy. Um, just don't let anybody discourage you because of the color of your skin. Um, I oftentimes, as as a female wrestler, I run into um, female wrestling fans that, you know, are, are my color, and they'll tell me stories of how they were discouraged from doing this and doing that because they were dark-skinned and whatnot, and they asked how to, how to have confidence going forward as a dark-skinned woman or, you know, person in general and being out here and trying to do your thing and whatnot. And just the, my number one thing is never get discouraged, never be scared, always have your voice heard. Um, I, me, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to lose anything. If it means speaking up for my people, I don't care about losing bookings. I don't care about losing friends. None of that when it comes to speaking up for my people and protecting my people. Um, because when, when you've been in a, in a situation in life or death situations in regards to the police or anything because of your color or your skin, you become fearless. And I, I've been in some situations, you know, had protecting family members where, you know, even at one point a police officer put a gun on my brother absolutely for no reason. And that's my brother, you know, that's my best friend. You know, I, I stepped in front of the gun. You know, I would, I would rather them take me out instead of my brother. So at this point in my life, as as a 23-year-old person, I'm just like, you know, never be afraid of having your voice heard. Never be afraid of speaking out. And I think that's the most important thing. And never be afraid to do whatever it is that you want to do. Because whatever you feel like you can do, you can do it. So I think that's, that would be my message to anybody out there that is, that's weary about doing whatever because of of the color they stand or what they look like. Don't be afraid of shit. Get out there and do it. Doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. No doubt, no doubt. I absolutely love that. And here, here's my philosophy because I'm, I'm with you. You can't, you can't cancel me. I, I started mm-hmm. with nothing. <laughs> I know what it feels. Like. You can't take everything away from me and defeat me because when I got here, I had nothing. So I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's not a scary place. Mm-hmm. It's not a scary place to me. Thank you so much for that heartfelt message. That, that that's beautiful, and that's even better than what I was looking for. So thank you very much. Uh, moving on to the event, though. Um, August twenty second, Franklin Junior High School, four hundred one Franklin Avenue, Des Moines, Iowa, seven p.m. Tickets as low as ten dollars. This ain't a cash grab. It absolutely though is a fundraising event for causes that support the ideology that you just heard from the intelligent, the lovely, the talented Jocelyn Navarro. Let's talk about that real quick. How excited are you, A, to be back wrestling again, and number two, or B, I should say, to be a part and get an invite to this kind of event? Because I know a lot of uh, 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 black wrestlers, Latino wrestlers, that wish they'd gotten the invite to this event, but for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I know there's only so much room on the card. Didn't you did? How exciting is that? First of all, I'm very excited <laughs> to to be on this show. It, be it means so much to me. Um, it, it it means like the world to me. When when he messaged me, asked me that I want to be on the show, I was like hell yeah, like 
Of course. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. New York. <laughs> I was so excited. And then to see the other talent that's going to be on the show, um, I, I met a couple of them, but I interact with majority of them. So to be able to meet a lot of them for the first time in person, and I'm sure it's going to be like, you know, just showing up to the cookout, like, hey, you know, like I've known these people forever. Like, I'm really, really excited for it. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited. <laughs> like, I can't wait for it. That's great. Well, <laughs> speaking of the talent, speaking of the talent, because I wouldn't put you on the spot and ask you to name the talent. We we do that for you. So here's a few of mm-hmm. the names. Uh, obviously, Jocelyn Navarro, Shane Foster, uh, American Fury, John West. Which Shout out to John West. This man, uh, I'm not going to say single-handedly, but he is a force when it comes to this event and the movement. Uh, so mega shout-out to John West. Uh, Queen B, Brooke Valentine, which, by the way, Brooke, you're a talented girl, but, you know, I like my custom-fitted caps, and you and that mean cheek on Marty Bell basically destroyed my my ball cap at uh, Journey Pro about a year ago, and I feel like I deserve an apology, okay? So we'll talk about that at the show. Uh, Airwolf. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Renee, you ain't getting shit. Uh, anyway, uh, Brooke Valentine. Airwolf, uh, Alpha Omega, shout-out to uh, Kenny, shout-out to Camaro Jackson. I love both of those guys dearly. Black Sexalance, Devin Monroe, uh, Isaiah Broner, another shotgun. We talked about another shotgun earlier. Shotgun Chris Logan, former guest of the show. Angel Dorado, shout-out to Mijente. Cal Creed, SK Bishop, who I had the pleasure of working with previously here in Kansas City. Stephen Wolf, Adam Kennedy, and one of my favorite wrestlers on the whole planet, St. Louis's very own Mike Outlaw. That is the lineup that you are going to be on the card on. And if you are already excited, I know you're even more excited now, Jocelyn. I guess I'm going to ask you this question. It's going to be a little unfair. Now that you've heard that, any pressure to perform when you're going to be on a card with that kind of talent? Kind of curious. What do you think? All right, you left two names off, though. You forgot about Faye Jackson. Well, that's all I, and, that's all um, I got right now. Some haven't been revealed okay. yet, so I'm, I'm just going with what's officially been revealed. That's all I'm going with. I'm a, that's why I left a few off. Right? Oh, I'm back. I thought, I thought her thing came out already, but okay. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm sure but, that's all I was able to get. Maybe I missed a few, but, hey, no, if you have them, this is the time. Let's go. I mean, I, I don't want to leave anybody out, though. <laughs> But no, I, um, I didn't want to get ahead of the band. You feel me? I was just like, I'm gonna just the one no, I see for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You're good, you're good. <laughs> but um, I, I don't. As far as pressure, I don't feel any pressure to f- perform. I, I know that all of these names that you just named are extremely talented. Um, oh yeah, a- amazing people. I've seen majority of them wrestle. You know, I, I know most of them. So I, I'm just excited to be on this stacked cart with them. I'm, I'm excited to be able to perform and put on an amazing show because I know from top to bottom that the show is going to be amazing. So I, I, I'm just excited to show out with them. I'm excited to, to you know, debut my new gear with them and stuff. Like, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I'm already getting yelled at in the back. So they said, dummy, frontman, object... Uh, Jossie, Faye Jackson, JDX, Chazen. You missed all those. Okay, so that's my – I love y'all, man. I'm sorry. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at me. Man, these people are ruthless. All right, my bad. Well, listen, the point is 
special day for professional wrestling. It's going to be a very special day mm-hmm. for professional wrestling in the Midwest, a very special day for the pro wrestling community uh, uh, in the United States, but particularly a special event for all minorities, especially the black community, where this event is a fundraiser. This could easily be a cash track, folks, and it's not. John Wesson and the gang have decided to give back to the community that they live in. And that's why here on the Russell Talk Pots, we're, we're, we're very, very proud to be a part of the event. And I did say in the second hour, I was going to make a, a huge announcement. You get to be on the line uh, for this, uh, Jocelyn, so this will kind of make you happy as well. Intern Timmy, can you do me a favor and please hit that breaking news drop? And here's the last one. 
Let's hope you're ready. Because okay. we have a segment that's called the shoot and shout segment. Nightmare Jones is going to break down all the details. All I need you to do is to harness that inner passion, that Latina, Jamaican passion that you have, because this is about to get hot and heated. Jonesy, why don't you go ahead and break down the shoot and shout segment so we can close out this amazing interview. All right, so what's, what's about to happen is I'm going to play a little bit of music, and what the shoot and shout segment is is this is your opportunity to tell the world what is on your mind. Anything that pisses you off, whether it's wrestling-related or the fact that people don't use their turn signals when they're driving or there's too much air in a bag of potato chips, this is your opportunity. I'm going to play a little bit of music. I'm going to go. Renee's going to go. And then you're going to go last. And are you ready to bring the fire? That is the question. Are you, are, are you, are you ready to bring the fire? Yeah, let's do this. All right. And just tell me, hit that music. Cam do it. I'm fed up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, 
Miles Garrett just needs to stop trying to hit white people with helmets. That's not helping race relations. I'm telling you. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> and where did Irish come from? Where the hell did he come from? Anyway. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our first featured interview of the evening. Please help us in thanking the lovely, the talented Jocelyn Navarro, who will be at Black Wrestlers Matter on August 22nd. Thank you so much. Make some noise, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, you hear him in the back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jocelyn, before you go, you got to do two things for us. Number one, drop the social. Number two, allow us to welcome you in as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk Familia. Thank you so much. All right, all right, thank you. Uh, my Facebook is Jocelyn Navarro. Don't tag me or comment on anything right now because I've been blocked for about 24 hours. So tomorrow at like one o'clock, you can tag me and comment. So, <laughs> so tomorrow, hit me up. But um, Instagram is Jocelyn underscore underscore Navarro, and on Twitter is Joss underscore E underscore Navarro. And then if you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's Jossy332. With Z O S Y three three two, you know, follow me, come hang out. I'm crazy. So <laughs> those are my socials. Find me, comment on stuff. I'm very interactive. Yeah. And come out to the show. And come out to the show, right? And come out to the show. Come out, to, come the out show. to the show. Watch me at the pool. Damn right. Come out to the show. Damn right. Going to have, have a good time with us. It's gonna be a blast. Bring it's me some pizza, maybe. Well, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm digging that idea. Well, Jocelyn, thank you so much once again for joining us. Just know you, you really are a member of the Wrestle Talk family, and we hope to talk to you again in a couple of months so you can tell us how everything's going for you, all right? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like we lost her just a second ago, but she did hear me. Thank you so much. Nightmare Jones, what did you think about that first hour of the show, man? Was that incredible or what, bro? That was that was spectacular. I can't even find any other uh, words for it. It was absolutely awesome. Like, what what a amazing lady. I can't wait to, to be able to. She's so young, to, too, bro. So I know, young. I know. She rem- <laughs> such I'm da- uh, I, I know I'm dating myself a little bit, bro. My, my daughter's like 17 going on 18. She's 23. They kind of have, like, similar – like, these girls, man, they're taking over the world, and that's a good thing, man. There's a lot of smart yep. girls with great ideas that are willing to work hard, man. Nothing makes me happier than to be able to shine the spotlight on somebody like that, bro. I couldn't agree with you more. I agree. I agree 100%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. We're going to be back in two minutes. Uh, I have been instructed that this is the break song that we have to play. Um, I don't know why. You've been instructed. It's what you that we are. We've been instructed that we have to play this song. So we'll be back in two minutes, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm at the tea bag too. That's what's gonna happen. What? I like it. 
Y'all, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jumps, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. We are back. We are back. We are back. We're 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 back. we who are new to the show, this is our FWWC segment, and for the next 10 or 12 minutes, we're going to talk to members of the World Premier Fantasy Wrestling promotion. They're going to call in, they're going to talk their trash, they're going to talk about matches, they're going to talk about their brands, and we just want you to join in and enjoy, because these folks are not your typical E-Fed superstars. No, they are part of the World Premier Fantasy Wrestling promotion, and you know what, Nightmare Jones, I know La Familia recently suffered a significant loss. In Rick Rose, a former member of the FWWC. So I figure we'll start off on a neutral topic. Can you talk to us a little bit about Rick's career here in the FWWC? Because I know you guys had a love and hate relationship. At first you hated each other, and then you both end up as members of La Familia. Who would have thought it? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? So basically here was, was, was Rick's career in the FWWC. Now, Rick and I were never in La Familia together. I joined La Familia after he had already uh, left the FWWC. Kubia was, he could cut a really, 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 really good promo, but he wasn't the best at matches. But this dude cut the best promos. I remember when he entered himself into the match for the uh, brand-new United States Championship he didn't just do a regular match, a, a regular promo. No, he did a promo where he was naked in a bathtub. I know you remember this promo. I know that you remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that Rick... Yeah, that's well. just the kind of stuff that Rick would do. Like, he knew how to, to push people's butts, and that is one of the reasons why... Rick and Bacon could not coexist because they were both they were both almost exactly this the the same. But we're not going to mention Bacon anymore. So let's go ahead and bring on the next caller for the FWWC. Well, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold 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 on. I do want to address something. Okay. Um. So I think it was episode three hundred, and we're going to have him back on to to talk about this. But something happened during the show that I think should be addressed, at least partially today. So during episode 300, we had Sunny Money Mayo. And obviously when Rick left the FWWC, he did not leave under, he did not leave under good terms, okay? Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Rick and I had our differences. 
Uh, we're not going to go into that. Hey, uh, Herb Simmons, we love you. Uh, thank you for being here as well. Thanks for being here for a good part of the show, man. That's awesome. Uh, we're always grateful to you. Believe me, we are. Uh, but anyway, so Rick, let's just say he wasn't fulfilling some promises. He left, and when he left, it kind of was not good. It was not smooth. So on episode 300, when we were talking about, like, the FWMC and everything, Sonny Money Mayo was here, and he was like, yo, F Rick Rose. Nah, F Rick Rose, like, on some stuff like that. And I just want to make sure everybody understands. I'll let him speak for himself. That was Sonny Money Mayo, the character, talking. That was not Sonny Stephen Mayo, right, the individual. So when we do this, this, this podcast or on our Facebook page or whatever, we are in character. We are portraying another persona. That's why we say everything as in wrestling minus the actual wrestling. We have a locker room. We have real championships. We compete with each other. Usually it's by, via picks, Mondays. Wednesdays and Fridays during, uh, you know, Raw, NXT, or uh, AEW and SmackDown, and then during pay-per-views, our scoring system is very unique, okay? Not like other E-fans where, you know, you cut a promo and somebody just types out everything for you. There's real competition. So we'll have him on at some point, maybe for the Memorial Edition, and I'll let him clarify himself. But that was something that was kind of weighing on me because I was like, okay, hopefully everybody remembers that that was in character. I wanted to bring that up and make that clear I don't want anything to soil this day, this moment where we're trying to, you know, highlight and remember Rick for everything that he contributed, not only to Wrestle Talk Podcast, Joe, but also to the FWWC. Does that all sound fair? Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, so cool, what, what, you, what, what we're going to do next is we're going to go ahead and bring on. Uh, this lady, she calls it every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about your Inferno General Manager, Hardcore Sis. Now, Hardcore Sis, I'm going to go ahead and I am going to answer. I'm going to ask the tough questions. Are you ready for this tough question? Throw it at me, Nightmare. Just go right ahead. Okay. So there was a gentleman that had been doing matches, well, trying to do matches on the Inferno by the name of Corey Tombstone, and this gentleman continues and continues and continues to not show up for his matches, shows up for half of his matches. What exactly are you going to have to do to this dude, Corey Tombstone, to get him to understand that he's got to do his matches? What is Hardcore Sis going to have to do? Well, you know what? Hardcore Sis is one of... A lot of people say that I'm a hard ass. But, you know, I demand nothing more from my guys that I wouldn't give if they were the GMs. And I gave Mr. Tombstone quite a few chances on my brand. And each time I gave him a chance, he let me down. One thing you don't do is cross the boss, especially if it's Susie Haas. Mr. Tombstone crossed me, and I promise you this, there will be an answer from him coming to me. What I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it is none of your business. But it will happen, and it will happen very soon. He will answer to me. I will take care of Mr. Tombstone. Maybe. I'll headbutt him oh. into a tombstone. Maybe. <laughs> Night Austin. But let me ask you something. You are... Let me ask you something. I have a question for him. 
Mr. Tombstone, if you're listening, what do you want on your tombstone? And I'm not talking about a pizza. Whoa. Whoa! Whoa! No, no, don't do this! Enough is... Whoa! Enough <laughs> is enough! My goodness. All right, let's, let's leave that topic there because clearly, clearly, there are some unresolved issues within the four walls of the La Familia complex. But here's what I want to ask you guys. And this question really is for both of you because we do have another caller that we need to bring on. This question is about the Dark Realm Trios Tournament. You two have managed to work together well enough for the Inferno brand. But now things have changed. All that is irrelevant in the Dark Realm. Nightmare Jones, you had your opportunity to face Heaven's Demons. And, sis, apparently you want yours. Can I get some thoughts from you guys about the Dark Realm Trios tournament? Well, I, I, Why, I'll you go ahead. Say, I, I, I will say we, we did, uh, uh, the Hefty Boys did go up against Heaven's Demons, and we did come up short. But at least we were able to unveil our new finishing move, the Tadpole Splash. That was that, that is one of the most devastating moves that you can ever think of. You got me jumping and doing a fog splash from, from the first rope. You got Buckets doing a, a fog splash from the second rope. And then you've got Hardcore Hoss doing a fog splash from the third and top rope. How devastating is that move, Night Owl? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe it, bro. I think if you guys aren't careful, one day you guys are going to kill somebody with that move, bro. That's crazy. Hogs from the top rope from third after you two guys? I mean, come on. Let's be honest. You guys are aptly named. I mean, you guys are the hefty boys. Let's just be honest. When the buffet buffet sees you guys coming, they call in people to back them up. Let's just keep it real. You know, Renee, I'll end with a quote from one of my favorite movies. If they die, they die. (laughs) You know, I like to call that move. I like to call that move they did the Bud White Zer Splash. (laughs) (laughs) I like that Bud White Zer Splash. Bro, take that back to... The La Familia Complex. That's amazing. I, I dig that. I really do. Well, sis, you, you heard the question. I know you're not trying to avoid it, so why don't you answer it? How do you feel about your team after what you saw last night? Well, you know, of course, Haas being my brother, you know, I've got to give props to the Hefty Boys, you know, and all three of them being my La Familia brethren, of course, I'm behind them 100%. But you fellas didn't get the job done. And me, my team, has two veterans at it. And one veteran, yes, maybe he hasn't been around in a while, but he's come back just so he could step into this tournament. And, yes, I'm talking about the one. Well, well, for the record, let me me just say this. this, I do want to add, because I think there's a lack of perspective, right? Like I heard some arguments between Mata and, and one of the members of SOF about, like, well, you leave and come back. Listen. This group has been around for nine years. Big Beard Kenny was an active participant in the first six of those nine years. So just because he hasn't been active the 
last two doesn't make him any less relevant in the group as far as our history. So to me, I'm with, I'm with you to a certain extent. Just because he hasn't been here for the last year and a half, don't believe that Big Bear Kenny can't come in and do what he's done so many times before and whip some ass because I've seen him do it on many occasions. Right, Jonesy? You've been around long enough. I know you're a little biased here, but, I mean, Big Bear Kenny is not somebody to be trifled with. He's not a slacker, that's for sure. And then, of course, there is the other vet on my team, Big Papa Kirk. You know, both of them start with the word big. So my idea was go big or go home. Wow. Well, sis, those insights are interesting, but that's how we have the matches, and I cannot wait to hear the next announcement, right, because we don't know who Heaven Demons is going to face next Monday. We're just going to have to hang out. Maybe we'll find out about it on Friday during the FWWC tonight. Sis, thank you so much for your time. Did you have any closing thoughts before we let you go? You know, just that this is a battle. Just like this tournament is a competition, so is the brand battle. And Inferno is definitely always bringing the heat. The Rise team may be doing good right now, but what rises will always fall. And Infinite, there's really nothing that's infinite. Come on, fellas. You say you're forever. Everything has an end. And Inferno will take you to yours. Have a good night, fellas. Woo! Listen, it sounds like she's been working at it. Because, my goodness, let's give respect where it's due. Hardcore Sis comes in and cuts promos like a gosh darn veteran, like a pro. And that's why her brand has just as good a chance as anybody else of winning round four of the FWWC brand battle. How she'll do in the dark realm, I have no idea. But as far as the brand battle goes, I think she is putting herself in a great position. That said, we've got one final caller before we move on to our second featured interview of the evening, featuring the star maker, Kenny Bolin. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from the backwoods of Kansas, a man who sits on a throne all his own. That's right, folks. Intercontinental man, former golden ticket holder. That's right, amigos. I'm talking about el único, the one and only king of Bleach Style. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, FWWC? What's going on, WrestleTalk Podcast Night Al, Nightmare Jones? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, FWC Infinite Brand presents to you the FWC Intercontinental Champion. Oh, I just tripped. That hurt. How is everybody doing tonight? Well, KOB, you've been listening, and I'm telling you right now, you're on borrowed time because another king wants to make sure that he gets his time. Okay, and he's not a man mm-hmm. that's going to yeah. be made to wait. So let's uh-huh. get to it. You have okay, been under I'll a great deal it. of scrutiny. So, so, well, you've been boys. under a great deal of scrutiny. That's why you're calling yourself the controversial KOB. Talk to us a little bit about that controversy, and also talk to us because I've been hearing rumors about you in the Dark Realm tournament. So why don't you do me a favor yes, and yes, hit some light on both of those topics? 
is the controversy coming from? Let's start with that one. Well, the most controversial superstar here in the FWC, Bleach Controversy, is running wild because I'm just an asshole, and I like to talk a lot of shit. I mean, I don't, I can't remember if I'm allowed to cuss, so my apologies if not. But yes, you are. Please with, proceed. Okay, I like to talk a lot of shit. People like to get up in my face, and then I come up to their face, and then they don't like that, and then you know, you know, it kind of happens like that. People don't like it when somebody just steps up and says, you know what, throw a punch. They throw a punch and they hit it, congratulations. If they don't, well, they're just like everybody else. Everybody wants to say that the KOB is nothing but boring and, and a bitch and all this and all that. Whoa, 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 the KOB, whoa, whoa. No, KOB, KOB, listen. KOB, yeah. you're, you're becoming a veteran in this group, and I'm not, I can't let you get away with that because you know how we do here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Nobody okay, is asking the difficult question. Here is the question. Here's what the people want to know. Why, mm-hmm. oh, why did you have to face swag Okay, for your golden ticket. Nobody has ever explained that. Okay, nobody has ever explained that. Nobody has ever explained what happened. Whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't he my biggest cheerleader? How you doing, Mr. Mayhem? It is time for KOB to take a cat nap. We've heard enough of his nonsense and his fakeness. It is time for the real mastermind, the real asshole at FWWC. Time out. Time out. You asked one more question I'm going to answer, Mr. Mayhem. No, no, wait a second. No, Mayhem, I I think you'll appreciate this. I, I know you're a guy also that doesn't like to be made to wait. But I think you'll appreciate this because you interrupted at a great time. You see, what I was asking KOB was this, okay? Why did he have to defend his golden ticket against Swag? Because nobody has given the FWWC Universe an answer. And number two, what happened with Infinite WWC Backlash? Remember there was a main event? Daniel Grimm, Sick. One other guy. Hmm, I wonder who that guy is. I wonder. Well, you want to shed some well, light on I can answer one of them. You know the other one, as I, well, can I, okay, can I go ahead? I'm gonna go ahead. So, I was, as I said, when I was as a special guest on the FWC tonight, I said that I don't want to talk about it, and I gave you an answer. I apologize, and that's that. But I can answer on the backlash incident. I will, and I am now. Oh, so, really? So you don't want to talk about it? That's how you're going to get out no, of No, because I, I don't Are really want to tuck my then? tail between my own legs. My ego's too high. I don't want to bring it down. So I'm going to keep it where it's at. You know what, KLB? That, that's fine. Yes. That, you, know, you know what? That's fine. We give you airtime here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We ask you the difficult questions. You promise you swear that you understand what it is to be a champion, but you can't give us a straight answer. That's fine. You want to plead the fifth? That is within your rights. All I want you to know is where is Tank Westbrook to answer these questions because he decided to give himself a vacation after everybody else had already taken a vacation. So a two-week vacation. And that goes for the Saviors of Funk as well. So why don't you try answering that one? Why did everyone well, give themselves a second week of vacation? Come on, KLB, you seem to be one of the few people who actually likes to work on the Infinite brand. Doesn't that bother you, What's a vacation? You, 
I don't know what a vacation is. Okay. KOB ain't going on vacation. KOB is staying here, and he's defending. Well, as a lot of people say, I don't defend the Intercontinental title. But I do want to answer on that backlash thing, because I know one special gentleman what? does not like – you're asking a question. Can I answer that? I'm sorry. I heard you talking. I couldn't, I couldn't hear. So, backlash. Something did happen. And I, every time I mention it to him, he gets very, 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 very angry. And I know he's listening. So, if he, if he is not, he can listen back. But if he is, Mr. Grimm, you know what you did, and I don't like it one bit. I'm not going to expose you. You can come clean, son. Come clean, because I know, I know what happened. And you could have been looking at Bleacher Three Belts. Wow. Well, KOB, I take back, I take about 14% of what I said, because the fact that you were willing to put yourself out there to defend yourself, because I, much like the rest of the FWWC universe, feel like we need to talk about it. Because some things are right and some things are wrong, and without question, there are some things that are wrong that are going on in the FWWC right now. KOB, I have to say you've been a tremendous intercontinental champion. Keep it up. Don't let the naysayers. I mean, you you heard our our first guest, Jocelyn Navarro, okay, coming from Jamaica, coming from the Dominican Republic, totally underestimated, much like yourself. And look at you now. You're working on becoming the longest-reigning intercontinental champion of all time, and personally – I'm proud of you. Marcus Mayhem, I know you're about to interrupt and ruin this moment, but I just want to say, KOB, I'm very proud of you, man. Thank you for joining us tonight. Grazie. Wow, he knew exactly what I was going to do. He's got to go. His lawnmower is on fire. He needs to go. It's Mayhem time. <laughs> mayhem, come on now, man. You can't dog a man for his day job. What do you got to be like that for? Hey, I'm just keeping it real, Okay. He's busy selling Avon products. I'm busy, you know, doing what I do best. Winning belts. Me and the Heaven's Demons won a huge match yesterday. Furthermore, proving why we're the best trio in the FWWC and why it's futile for anyone else to try and even remotely think they have a chance. But in light of that, we are welcoming more people. I know there's more people out there who can band together, come up with the five large apiece, and join the greatest trios tournament ever in fantasy wrestling. Wow. Well, ma'am, I would love to be able to dispute what you just said, but you guys proved it last night. I have to ask, why? Why did you guys decide to do this trios tournament? I mean, I get what it's going to do for the group, but Knowing Heaven's Demon, there's always something selfish behind everything that you guys do. So why don't you answer that question? What is in it for Heaven's Demons to be doing the Dark Realm Trios Tournament? Because it's awfully fishy to yours truly. You know, you're one of the many naysayers who who pander to the thought of Heaven's Demons and La Familia always scheming, always having some underlying you know, scheme to screw people out of, you know, belts and all this other stuff. But no, this is an opportunity for people to step up. It's an opportunity for people to say, you know what? The three of us, we be three of the best in the FWWC. And on top of that, we get these nice custom-made medals to put around our neck to prove our worth in the group. 
I think it's more than fair that, you know, those who haven't even given it a consideration should come in and try. It's not a lot. Five large is not a lot. A lot of you spend more more than that on, you know, fast food. I can tell. So if you can go through the drive-thru and get yourself a Big Mac meal or something from KFC, then you should be able to put that towards claiming fame in the trios tournament. So that's pretty much where it's at. We're giving people an opportunity to shine in the FWWC and the quick complaining about La Familia always rigging things for them to win. We just beat three of our own. Okay? Simple as that. Well, Mayhem, I'm getting a message right now, and it's a question from an undisclosed person. They don't want to be identified, and and here's the question, and then we'll go ahead and let you go. What, if you had the opportunity to pick your ideal opponent from the teams that have already been announced, from what I hear, there may be more teams coming, or from the teams that have already been, been announced, if you could choose from any of those people to face in the final after the tournament is over, what team would you choose to face? That's a that's a tough one. That is a tough one. But, you know, I'm going to have to go with the team that's led by Heel Deal. And I have to say that because, you know, the Heel Deal is someone that I respect, and especially, you know, us being part of Heel Mayhem and our history together. I know the man – the man can put together a great squad, and he's a great leader. And I think that regardless of what people might say about him, he's more he's more cunning than what people give him credit for. I can also say about the team with Remy, Remy Rich, Funky Flex, and Saint, because let's face it, the SOF have also been the thorn in our sides for so long. And Remy Rich, he's been on the tear since he's gotten back, taking no prisoners, having the liberty of, you know, throwing me in a trunk, blindsiding me, and then all that extra shenanigan crap yesterday. So I got to say, it's it's between those two teams. I can't really pick one. That's that's fair. That is fair. You know what? We look, at, we look forward to seeing you guys continue to compete. Uh, I will speak for the rest of the FWWC mayhem and say this. Uh, I think it's about damn time that Heaven's Demons step up and actually start having matches because for as much crap as you guys talk, you have very few matches. So that said, any final quick thoughts uh, for the members of the FWWC? Not much. I'm still waiting on some, uh, I guess you want to call it, good opponents for my hardcore hardcore championship at SummerSlam. So far, I've only had maybe – one or two people even clamor for it. So I know it's going to be a cross-brand match. And so far, Infinite and Rise have pretty much wet the bed. Nobody has stepped up. So I know you guys are listening out there. If you want a shot at this title, if you want a shot at losing, then make your voice heard. Boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only former general manager in the FWWC, and actually winner of year three of the FWC brand battle, La Familia's very own, Marcus Mayhem. All that said, folks, we promised 
and we have delivered once again when we say that we're going to bring the best talent in professional wrestling to the Wrestle Talk Podcast airwaves every single week. We're not lying because our next guest has been one of the most highly rated guests. Anytime he comes on here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, and I'm sure tonight will be no different. Nightmare Jones, I usually do this part, but I think it's only fair now that we're on our third visit with this individual that you finish off the rest of the introduction. Can you go ahead and do that for us? Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't call him the star maker for nothing. He's a former professional wrestling commentator and a manager. He's one of the greatest managers in the history of Ohio Valley Wrestling. You know, he, he, he managed uh, John Cena as, as he was called the prototype. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor and privilege to bring on the star maker, Blessing Kenny Bowler. Mr. Bowman, how are you today, sir? You got to be the luckiest son bitch on the planet Earth to have Kenny the Star Maker Bowen on your show after I just did a fantastic live YouTube show with my good buddy Rico Constantino. I know you were watching. You weren't actually doing a show yourself during my show, were you? <laughs> I mean, you know, that, 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 that is a good one. You know, funny story, Renee. Uh, me and uh, Kenny at, at one time were uh, playing a, a, a Facebook Messenger game, Shoot uh, the Hoot. And I think that, you know, oh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm hanging in there. And then the next thing I know, Kenny just, just goes off and just, Get your score that that I got. there was nobody I was even gonna try to beat it. So I was like, "You man," I just walked away. <laughs> True story. Well, well, then probably a smart move. Probably a smart move. When was the last time I was on your guys' show? I did one a while back. I just don't remember when. Yeah, uh, it was. It's 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 been a while, so it has been a while. So what and by and, and by the way, by the way, you coughed during my introduction. What kind of what kind of a cheap shot was that? The so cough during my I introduction. Have you been tested? I couldn't. Have you been tested? Have you been tested? Are you trying to give me the COVID over the phone or something? <laughs> What's wrong with you, Joe? I, I, I would- I would never do that. 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 All right. So, I mean, I'm just no, Kenny, 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 don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. It, it, I think uh, Joe has just been on a diet, and he's been consuming a lot of that hippie lettuce. I think hippie that's lettuce. where it came from. I don't know if that's good for a no. diet or not, but, uh, hey, whatever works, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Kenny, it, 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 it has been a while since you have been on the uh, podcast. And what's been new with Kenny Bowler? Uh, well, the last time I was on, had I had had I had my weight loss surgery yet? You had not, I believe. Right that you were trying. Oh my! Okay. Well, yeah, things have changed quite a bit since then. Of course, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, I'm sure you've seen the gradual changes over the last thirteen, four about fourteen months now, I guess. And and we're down from my worst weight to where I'm at now. We're down about two hundred and sixty-five pounds, give or take, depending if I took my Bumax that day or not. 
<laughs> so, wow. yeah, it's pretty dramatic. I, I've, I've lost more weight than you probably are in size, would be my guess. Bobby, well, Joe, yeah. <laughs> at least, yo, that's a whole, oh, that's, that's a whole person. That's a, that's a whole big person. 265-pound man's pretty big man. Yeah. You're right. 180-pound man, we call them pussies. <laughs> what? My son does, Wait anyway. A uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, Maya. I think I just upset about 15 pussies in that room over there. All of them under 180 pounds. <laughs> wow, that is absolutely awesome. So, you are the CEO of Beats by Bonus. Uh, I so am. Can you can you explain what exactly Beats by Bowling is for I the thought, listeners I thought, that I, don't know? I thought you was going to ask me how to spell CEO. I know how to spell CEO. <laughs> Do you know what CEO stands for? Chief Executive Officer. Bless your heart. Well, if you know that much, I guess I can tell you. Now, what was your question again? Because I was too busy shitting on you. <laughs> the question was... For the fans that don't know, what exactly is Beats by Bowling? Beats by Bowling is a company that I started about eight years ago. Beats Beats by Bowling Incorporated, B-E-E-T-S, to make sure we don't get sued. And what I I started out selling, knockoff beats. And everybody knew they were knockoff. Hell, you can't buy a goddamn set of beats for $39 or the wireless version for $59. So everybody knew they were knockoffs. And, of course, I was spelling it B-E-E-T-S. Uh, to keep anybody from fucking with me. Well, Cornette used to laugh at me. He thought, oh, I can't believe you're selling them damn headphones. You ain't going to make no money doing that. Well, we didn't do too bad. We've been selling them for approximately eight years now. But finally, we evolved into quality, and the only ones I sell now are the JBL wireless headphones and the okay. Monster Intense, which have been a mainstay for the last eight years. And what we do is we put the Bowling Club logo or the BS logo or even your sports, your favorite sports logos we put them on there, but we still call them Beats by Bowling, even though I don't no longer sell the knockoff Beats. I think I actually sold my last set of the knockoff Beats, God, probably six, seven months ago. That was I don't I don't expect to sell the knockoffs anymore. I uh, I like to push the higher quality ones with the Monster Intunes, which which can list anywhere from one ninety nine to two hundred forty nine dollars. We sell ours for seventy nine dollars. And the JBLs uh, can list way up in the hundreds as well, and, and we sell those also for seventy nine ninety five. My uh, distributor uh, Shinsuke Nakafamura is uh, supplies me with all my headphones. <laughs> That's awesome. That you like Shinsuke Nakafamura? I take it you know him. <laughs> By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah, my, my cousin Juanito, he hooked me up. I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. I have one more question, and then I'm I'm going to throw it to uh, Renee. You know, you, you've been in the wrestling business for, for quite some time, and I would like to know what your thoughts of the state of professional wrestling right now. You know, doing shows with uh, no fans, well, fans now that they've I, I guess you know some 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 of the uh, comments that are not not used. Uh, so what what do you think that the state of professional wrestling is in? Well, uh, a dire need of a transfusion, from what I can tell. Um, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm probably not the best person to ask because I see so damn little of it. 
I was uh, keep, keeping up with the Asian wrestlers a little bit in the WWE. I hear Karee well, Thane got let go, which I think is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard in my life. She's one of the better talents they've got, and I don't say that just because she's a beautiful Asian girl. She's a very talented wrestler, and her insane it. elbow drop, her insane elbow drops, one of the best things I've ever seen. And uh, I heard she got let go. I don't know she's if that's still true. There, or not. Katie. Oh, she's still there. Well, thank she's God for there. that. Thank God for bad rumors there, because yeah, man, that would just yeah, be idiotic. So. Her and Oscar are just one hell of a team. I love Oscar on commentary, uh, on commentary, but I don't see enough of it to really get to judge too much. Yeah. If I happen to click it on and I see or hear that Oscar or Shinsuke or Karee is going to be on, I'll watch it. Other than that, I don't see anything. I've seen 15 minutes of AEW. I've probably seen 15 minutes of NXT. And if there's any other companies like NWA, I haven't seen any of that because Cornette's racist mouth was on there, so I didn't watch any of that. And uh, but Aaron the Idol Stevens is there, and I probably should give it a shot just because Aaron's on. But fuck, I, I doubt they're doing any shows right now, are they? Is NWA filming anything? Um, they got that little small studio. I have no. I have no. Lagreca got uh, accused of something right with the uh, Me Too deal, and oh yeah, uh, and so they kind of shut down operation as well, right? Is that is that how right, many, Joe? How many how many wrestlers? How many wrestlers then? Uh, and WWE have been labeled with that so far. Not very many. I think the well, we one that, that I can think of is uh, Matt Riddle. Oh, really? He's the only one? Really? I All right. So. Well, Brock Lesnar got accused of it by uh, Terry Runnels. Well, a lot of yeah. yeah, Brock Lesnar was accused by Terry yeah. Runnels and... Uh, uh, there's a name I keep waiting to see come up that ain't come up yet. I'm not going to drop it right here, but there is a name that, ah, oh boy, I'm shocked it ain't come up yet. That was a former Ohio Valley wrestler. We'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens. Uh, I mean, unless they're, unless I mean, they're hell, scared of him, I don't know what the deal is. What's that? I mean, Cornette's even been named in this whole thing. Cornette's came up. Jerry Lawler's name came up. Vince McMahon's name came up. Uh, some names I really didn't expect to see came up. Uh, Vince Russo. And well, I found out why Russo got labeled with it. Russo does a thing on his podcast. Maya, listen to this if you can hear me. Russo does a thing on his podcast where he has his guests call into the show. And if they call into the show, they, uh, he has them put their wives on or girlfriends if they're married, and he evaluates them. And he says, hey, do you have a hot wife? He says, well, of course, if they have a wife or a girlfriend, they're going to say they're hot. And he says, Kenny, in all seriousness, no matter what they look like, I always put them over. There's no such thing as an ugly girl to Vince Russo, especially on the show. You you, you do this to build their ego, their confidence, what have you. So he puts, he puts the girls over. Well, apparently somebody got offended by it regardless. I don't know if it was the person he said it to or someone got offended for someone else. But because he was evaluating uh, women's looks on his show, he got mentioned in, in the uh, – me too, you too, uh, so or whatever the hell they're calling it now. The speak out. This is the speak out, right? Is this the speak out, Maya? Speak out. Speak Me out. too, Me speak too. out, yeah. And, of course, the world is shocked that my name hasn't come up yet, and actually so am I because I have said probably some of the most offensive things <laughs> in the world, most of it in the context of television or at a show, um, but everybody knows I respect dogs, so I guess they're giving me a slide. <laughs> I don't know. Let's put it this way. I've, ne I've never took anything that wasn't offered to me, and I never took anything that was underage. So 
Um, that, that's about all the hell you can do, I guess. There you go. That's all that you can do. All right, Renee, I, I know you have a bunch of questions for the uh, stone maker, so have a race, though. All right. Well, uh, those are some good questions, Joe. I'll see what I can do to follow up. Uh, so, Kenny, you said you don't necessarily follow up. Uh, the current product all that much, especially not 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 much, man. I, I record them all in case the itch ever hits me. I record every one of them, but I can promise you, I haven't seen thirty minutes combined of AEW and NXT. Uh, not really any talents down there that I've seen that just kind of make me want to tune in. Me and Rico talked tonight how stupid it is that they climb the ropes and sell to a crowd that's not there, cut promos to a crowd that's not there. Uh, it's just stupid shit. It's just fucking hard to watch. And, uh, but like I said, Oscar can make anything funny. She is so talented and, and she's the best commentator on the show. If she's commentating, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. And, and it ain't because I think Oscar's pretty, you know, cause Oscar's not even on camera when she's doing most of that shit. She's just a fucking funny human being, man. And, uh, but I, I love her. She's good. She actually retweeted one of my tweets recently, just made my day. Uh, never met her. I don't know if I'll ever get to. Carrie Sane, I understand, just got married, but I don't know who she married. Yeah. Can't, can't believe she's cheating on me, to be honest with you, but what do you do? So, apparently <laughs> the uh, rumor for Carrie Sane is that she is uh, about to leave the WWE. She's going to go back to Japan. She's going to wrestle for a year. Yeah. She's going to retire from professional wrestling. Going to retire in one more year. Well, she's been around a little while. I've heard about her for quite some time. Yeah. And uh, I thought maybe she's going to retire and have a baby. And, and uh, currently, I am kind of sort of technically single. So, you know, <laughs> if, if you if, if you want to have an old baby, I'm your guy. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Public service announcement from the Star yeah, Baker. Sure, 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 well, let me... surely, the, surely the older of a man you are, the older the kid is when it's born would be my guess. I don't know. I think can't, can't be born be 19 years old. You know? <laughs> that that would be something else. Well, Kenny, the reason I ask or the reason that I say that is I know that it's hard for you to get excited for what you see, and I'm curious why. I thought he was trying. I thought he was trying to make a sexual contact there for a minute. Whoa, whoa take it easy. Hey, take you gotta yeah. relax, Kenny Bolin. Well, I got to so relax, man. Got to relax. It's hard for you. It's hard for the current brand of wrestling to arouse you, Kenny. There you go. I would go along with that. The current the current brand does not arouse me. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Why though, Kenny? What's missing? Used to be back in the day. Well, you don't believe any goddamn thing. It used to used to be back in the day when you watched Jerry Lawler, Dutch Mantel. Bill Dundee, various others on television, they would make you believe what they were saying and what they were doing because they had the freedom to do so and the talent to do so. What we have now are a bunch of comic book writers writing for pro wrestlers. Comic book writers, as a rule, don't know shit about pro wrestling. They don't know the mentality uh, of the wrestling fan. And 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 Maya's always getting on how stupid my fans are all the time. They want to believe. I mean, I mean there, there are people that know me real well that know, don't know when I'm shooting with them or when I'm, you know, just uh, fucking around. They just don't know. And that is the art of being able to tell a story is you got to make them believe the story. And there's just not many people. I mean, short of Chris Jericho, 
there's not too many people able to do that right now that are still actually wrestling on television. It's all scripted bullshit that's easy to read through. And uh, back in the day, Jerry Lawler, and Maya's even admitted this herself, told one hell of a story without screaming, without yelling, made you believe him. Because Maya does not like the Hulk Hogan promo, all the screaming and the yelling and your vitamins and all this shit. She liked the psychology of what Jerry could do. Even though she doesn't really like Jerry himself, she admired the psychology and his ability to tell a story. Ric Flair, on the other hand, was technically a screamer and a yeller. That promo didn't in, 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 in excite her too much. Terry Funk, on the other hand, could go either way, but basically was an excellent storyteller, even though he could scream and yell with the best of them. And then Lawler, from time to time, would do that too. So it takes being a good storyteller, being as a good guy or a bad guy, to believe the shit you're putting on and then to be able to work in the ring to back up the work with the story. And there's so very few people that can do that these days, especially in all of the companies. Most of them are good spot monkeys and, and good at reading a script and memorizing it. They're not good at freelancing and going on their own. And if they want to get pissed at me for saying that, so be it. But it's the God's honest truth. There's not many that have that ability. Or if they have that ability, they're not being permitted to show it because they tell you to stick to the script. Now, does that answer your question? <laughs> no, it does so much. And it, it really echoes a lot of the people that we have on the show. By the way, uh, a big salute to you from the uh, pro wrestling legend, in my opinion, uh, SICW's very own Herb Simmons since yeah. the his regards, Kenny. Herb, Herb yep. Simmons is a good man. I chat with Herb from time to time. He was a, He's a legend in the St. Louis area, and I, I chat with Herb from time to time. He loves me, and I love him, and I appreciate that. I got a lot of respect for Herb. He's a good guy. Same here, man. Absolutely. I just want to make sure I pass along the message. So I, I want to ask you a question. Herb, 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 paid, Herb paid me to say that, by the way. I think Herb owes me $50 now. <laughs> Herb, you heard that? He said you, you yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be looking for something in my PayPal account tonight, Herb. I'm, I'm looking at my PayPal account yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, he said he knows. He said you know his PayPal. You know where to. <laughs> he knows my well, PayPal. Listen, it's on the show tonight. He, he, he does. And if not, now, who, who did you have on before me? Uh, well, we were talking to the members of uh, the FWWC. Uh, what we like to call the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. That's who was right, on right. just before. Yeah, the last time you had me on, you had these these fantasy wrestlers on, I think. And yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Dude, they're over. No, dude, they're so over. And we can get into that some other time. But I'm telling you, these guys have that, that passion. Be, some other time would be a great time to do that. Some other time. Some other place. Right, you got it. <laughs> well, Alan, the Allen Parsons, the Alan Parsons Project. Some other place, some other time. That's right. And you know what? I want to ask you my next question because I know it'll be extremely easy for you, Kenny, to be biased when I ask this question, but I'm going to ask you not to be. Because when I listen to you talk, you're very uncensored. You're very direct. Uh, I can mm -hmm. totally see where when you say, hey, sometimes my own friends don't know if I'm just uh, kind of, you know, uh, ribbing them or they don't know if Mark, I'm as, as Jerry Jarrett said it, I have no clue when you're working and when you're shooting, and that, that's when you know you're doing your job. When somebody is smart and as intelligent and has taught as many people how to do this as Jerry Jarrett has, and I a lot, but I yeah. learned a lot of this from Jerry Lawler. I mean, like him or dislike him or uh, agree with some of the shit he said or done, uh, I learned a lot from him. 
uh, I, I knew in my head in high school, I was going to be the next Jerry Lawler, whether it was a wrestler or a manager. And I learned that, you know what, taking one buff a month as opposed to 15 a night is a lot more fun. So, and easier on my body. So I was more than happy to be the managerial version of Jerry the King Lawler. And that's why I was Kenny the King Bowen in tribute to him. And then I liked it when I became the star maker because in all of wrestling, there were no other people going by star maker. There's always the king of this and the lord of that and duke of this. And I, but there were no other star makers. And so I got to be the only one. And uh, so I'd say half the people still call me king, half still call me star maker. And there's another 25% that will call me both, depending what day of the week it is. <laughs> no doubt. And depending, I think it also depends what mood you're in. Because you can definitely be a little bit of both. A king yeah, uh, yeah it, it, a lot of it depends on my mood. I was sleepier and shit tonight and didn't even want to do my own show, but I'm kind of pumped up now and and uh, not minding it too bad. Shit, I was, trying to, I was trying to talk myself out of doing a show earlier tonight. I was so tired and sleepy. No, it's all good. Well, then let me hit you with the question then, and here it is. Like I said, I think, I think it'll be easy for you to be biased, but I'm going to ask you not to be. And I'm well, going to ask all right. you about your old you, dear, you, you your can ask old me anything you want. Friend, okay, your old dear friend, Jimmy Cornette, and it's not the same old questions that you always get about the beef between you and him. This is something yeah. where, where I would like for you to be as subjective as possible. And you, you were talking about the NWA a little bit earlier. You were talking about yeah. the NWA a little bit earlier. Right. The comments that led to him leaving the company. As a guy who is as unfiltered as you are and is so quick-witted as you are, did you right. – See the issue with what he said? Do you think it, it, it justified the reaction that it got? Certainly in this day and age, there's shit. Me and Maya and Chris talked about it today, the shit the comedians could say in the 70s and 80s. I watched a Rodney Dangerfield special a couple of nights ago that was in the early 80s. That, great, would make, by the way. that would make most people's skin crawl. Now, I sit there and laugh my ass off because I know the intent it was sent with. We everything was right. racist back then. It was all race wars and and pit this race against this race, and and that, that's all comedy was in, in in a good and especially New York style comedy, which is what this was. It was at Dangerfields in goddamn downtown New York, and uh, the 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 race the race shit is what flew. That that being that's that's what you did. So in in so when you put it into the concept of time, that comment wasn't even that cool. When Jimmy said it, because it really paints blacks in a bad way. And to say it today is even probably 10 times worse. And uh, he should have known better. He doesn't. Well, I think he does, but he's, it, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the criticisms I've had to Donald Trump. You really think Donald Trump gives a shit about a fucking Confederate statue and a rebel or Confederate flag? He was born and raised in the well, New York yeah. area. He barely ever fucking left New York. He doesn't a bit more know any more about the goddamn Confederacy than I – well, I know more than he does. I had to debate the Confederates uh, and, and the Civil War in, in the fifth grade, and I had to take the side of the Confederates. I mean, that was what I was assigned. You defend the Confederates. Marty Kowatch from Pittsburgh is going to defend the uh, the North, and I don't even know why I know Marty Kowatch's hey, no name. Like That's why nobody could talk shit like Kenny Bowling because you had to defend the Confederacy. I had to defend the Confederacy in the fifth grade. And and here's the key, though. Here's the key, though. When you do that shit, you got to convince yourself in your head you're right. And, man, even in the fifth grade, but you're you're doing this in a school with no black people. There were no black people at Liberty Elementary. 
I was raised by a racist family. My father was one of the top leaders of the KKK. I didn't know that at the time, but he was. And um, I was raised around that shit. And so my, my brother, who has not evolved much from how he was raised and what he was raised around, through time, I evolved out of the majority of that. We all slip up. We all say stupid shit from time to time. We all get mad, say things we wish we hadn't said. But some people say it a lot more often than others and, and with ill intent. And, uh, you know, Maya, me and Maya are all down. Well, I think that was racist. And, and we can, you can almost take anything these days and try to make a racist comment out of it. Well, that was racist. But, um, you know, the, 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 the N-word was a, a common thing around all my families on, on like four different sides of the family. Um, I was born a Bolin, raised a Ryzen, found out I was a Stallings, and then I'm sure there was another side of the family there that I didn't know much of anything about. But, um, yeah, you have to have offered, and, and Jimmy should have known better, but Jim, Jimmy race baits. Uh, the, the, the religion, I mean, I mean, I, I don't believe in God either, but God damn to cut a promo on people that believe in religion, religion every damn week. Um, as me and Chris have said it many times when, when Percy Pringle died or, or whatever name you knew him as Paul bear, what have it. Um, he, he was, we were both crying in the car, sad that he had died. And he says, dad, you know what? I hope he's right. And I said, you hope he's right about what? about God. He said, if there's anybody that deserves to meet God, he said, it's that guy. He said he was too good to be in the wrestling business. And he was. He was too good because the wrestling business, as you're seeing, can be a shitty fucking business. And if you let yourself get sucked up into it, you get evolved into that shit. And uh, some people let it affect them. Some people don't. Guys like Rico and myself and various others uh, shy away from that shit. We don't want to be a part of that. Uh, others get absorbed into it and will do whatever it takes to please the guys, to please the boss. And, and some people uh, like, like Cornette, uh, don't know any other life. I mean, you know, someone pointed out, well, God, Kenny, he's uh, been married five times or, uh, or five common law marriages, what the fuck ever. And he's always been with ring rats. And when he wants to go out with other girls, they're always ring rats. I mean, that's what Jimmy likes. That's what he was raised around. He, I don't think he would know how to be with a corporate CEO at Humana. I don't think he would understand. He could. I, I don't think he would, would enter his mind to be with such a person. And that's not, that's not a criticism or an insult. That's just what he likes and what he wants. I mean, you don't accidentally end up with five rats. And, and, they, and it's a shame to call them that, but that, that's, what, that's what they were known as. They went to the wrestling matches to find their next man, either to marry or fuck. I mean, that's what the goddamn deal, that's where the term came from. That's why they were there. When I'd go to the Louisville Gardens, I wasn't looking for my wife. I was looking for somebody to have fun with that evening, you know, and be that good or bad. You know, I, that's what that's what the culture was then. And um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a different world now. It's not the way it was in 1977. That's, that's real shit. So then, then I guess just taking your comments, and, and, you know, kind of redirecting them back to the question. So you think that yeah. his comments were ill-advised and that – he's, he's smart enough that he knew the response he was going to get when he said it. He just didn't think he'd get fired over it. He knew it was going to be controversial. He wanted to make his base laugh and pop and think it was funny, just like Trump does. He says a lot of shit that is only aimed for the base. He's not worried about the other 70% of us. I got to keep my base because I ain't getting the rest of these people. So I got to keep my base and hope the other fuckers don't show up to vote. That's pretty much it. And, and Jimmy's the same way. As long as he gets 
they hear some kind words from his base, he's fine. And uh, well, if that's if that's how he wants to go through life, that that's that's on him. You know, the rest of us don't have to put up with it. But there's a certain percentage of people that are never leave Jimmy's side, and I've always been. You are who you stand by. And if I were continuing to stand by Jimmy right now and continue to make excuses for him, uh, that, that shit's on me. But uh, Jimmy and I have not hardly, hardly spoken a word in four, maybe pushing five years. He's been mad at me since I lived in my previous home because I work with Vince Russo. Get the fuck over it. Russo is a ten times better guy than me or Jimmy fucking ever hoped to be. And I'm including myself in that. Even though I think I'm more charitable than Russo. <laughs> but uh, he might have more bills than I have. I don't know. I don't. I don't have too many bills. So what do you do? Uh, that's that's fair, Kenny. And I appreciate your sincerity on that topic because, like I said, easy for you to be biased. But you know what? I, I happen to agree. I think a lot of people. Um, you know, there was nothing to misinterpret there. The, the race. The, the joke was clearly uh, racial, yeah. and you know. Uh, his right. lack of sensitivity, I think, just speaks to, to who he is as a person. Well, but and, at the and same then time, you know, I'm like you. I, I can, hold on, Kenny. I could sit and watch a Richard Pryor or a Dave Chappelle special and, and right. understand that they're there for the sake of entertainment, like what Jimmy's trying to do. But there are things that are, are, that are a little taboo and that you do need to evolve from it. And that's what it's about, right? Like, okay, yeah, well, that shit was funny 10 years ago, but, bro, like, you know, like you make you make cancer jokes, right, and obesity jokes, and then somebody in your family dies, and then that shit's not funny anymore. You make, uh, you make COVID-19 uh, uh, jokes. And, 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 tonight, for and, example, we had a we had a former uh, a former host of the show, Kenny Rick Rose. He was one of the original. Everybody makes COVID-19 jokes. Well, we lost a guy that used to be our partner uh, just yeah. on the Fourth of July. He passed away from COVID-19. Guess what? That shit ain't really funny no more. Well, I had a friend. I had a friend of mine that wanted us to sell COVID nineteen drinks, and uh, I kept telling him, I said, I don't think that's a good idea. And he wanted to invest some serious money into these COVID drinks, and we were going to make a killing. I said, man, I don't know. I said, why don't we just advertise this on Facebook? And the fans did not find it funny. We didn't get an offer to buy one bottle, so I saved him about a thousand dollars and saved myself a few hundred because he was wanting me to go in on it with him. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a very smart and educated attorney who should have known that this was not a good idea. So I had to smarten the attorney up and go, you know what, let's advertise this on Facebook. And within 24 hours, we had to take that shit down. It was not a good idea. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Congratulations well, to what my friend Vanessa. She got hired today at her new job, and she's going to be making roughly 17,000 pesos a month plus bonuses. And in the Philippines, that is above average pay. So big, big hand for my friend Vanessa. I'm very happy for her. Yeah, let's go, Vanessa. She's been without a job since December due to COVID because the shit's been pretty bad over there, too. And their government shut down satellite transmission so they don't get the fucking real story. And it's, it's pretty bad over there, too. And, and I'm happy for her, man. She's really struggled these last several months. And uh, she's got a couple of kids and a boyfriend and a dad she's taken care of and uh, who's 70-something years old who's a refrigerator repairman I just found out today and an air conditioning repairman. And, um, you know, if anyone needed a good job today, it was her. And I'm so happy for her. And I just got that news as I was talking to you guys. So. I know she's not listening, but just okay. to right. prove that I actually care about people hey, other than thanks for sharing that, Kenny. <laughs> no, thank you so much for sharing that with us, man. Any any vibes like not, that, man, we welcome not, here on the show. And she was not ever one of my Filipino girlfriends. She's just a sweet person that used to be my customer service rep when I was with Spectrum. Maya adores her. She's just a good, sweet, kind person. 
And uh, and we, we've helped her a few times over the years. She, she's just a good person, man, and that's all I can say about that. I love those positive vibes, man. That's what I'm saying, Joe. I know you love it, too. Well, you know what? We've got the positive vibes out of the way, and now it's time to get a little competitive because I don't want to think about as Johnny, as, as the notorious Johnny Bowen would say, fuck a bunch of positivity. <laughs> yeah, fuck all that positivity. Let's, let's get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge because, Kenny Bowen, you've done this with us before, and we're mm-hmm. going to get into a little bit of a trivia challenge. Johnny, I think I slept through. I think I slept through the last one. one. Yes, you did. Let's go, Joey. Here we go. Some Timmy. That sounds like the dating game theme. Am I correct on that? No. no. Oh, come on, Kenny. Oh, hang, really? on, hang, on. What, hang on. Was it the $10,000 pyramid? Yeah. Well, it uh, was the, I had, well, I no, that's incorrect. Off my back. It is the $100,000 pyramid. What do you mean the uh, well, 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 we were so poor when I was a kid. Was, when I was a, well, <laughs> we, we were so poor as kids, we only got the $100 pyramid. It was the four, it was the fourteen dollar and thirteen cent pyramid, is what it was. That's what it was, and food, and food stamps even, and food stamps. The food stamp pyramid. Okay, now we're getting into that gray area. Let's let's stay out of yeah, that. Now that you tell me, I realize it's so, not the dating game. I know the dating game thing, and but I'm old. I, I get an, I get a pass. Oh, no, you get a pass. You are the star maker, after all. I am the star. Welcome to this week's world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls on contestants are the knockdown with Renee Martinez and star maker Kenny Bolin. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answers to the question, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. I think I got I think I got beat last time I played that. In honor of you did win. Guess, wait, wait, oh, no, I did win? No, okay. Kenny Bowen, I thought I might have got beat. All right. All right, well, I'm going for 2-0 now. All right. No, no, you're 1-1. One one. You're 1-1. One one. Okay, I'm 1-1. One one. Well, that'd be 2-2, I guess. In honor of tonight's guest, our Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category has only three letters. O B W. Oh, okay. I think I can guess that. Three famous professional wrestlers who are O B W alumni. When you think you know who I'm talking about, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. For example, if I were to say this professional wrestler competed in O B W under a different name than he did when he left O B W. Since leaving OVW, he has won a Money in the Bank match, two Royal Rumbles, 10 Slammy Awards, and 25 championships, including a record-time... I was going to say, I was going to go Dolph Ziggler, but I, I think that might be the guy of my claim to fame, John Cena. But he, he beat me to it, though. It was so obvious, I thought that was a test question. I, I didn't know that we had to answer. I thought that was so obvious. 
It is a test question. That's a test question. Okay, I didn't think we were playing for real there. Not yet. So here we go. Question. Well, wait, I got, I got one. Let, let me start out. One of us has beaten John Cena, and the other one hasn't. Oh, that would be me. Go ahead. Oh, what? Come on, Penny. Why you got to be a poor sport? Come on. We I don't know why. Why I got to be a dick about it, right? Question yeah, exactly. number one. <laughs> this wrestler right, has been listed go. in the PWI, five, PWI 518 times and is a 2018 Hall of Famer. He is a, a alumni of OVW and a native of Texas, but he has been a WWF Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mark, I Mark beat you. I beat you to that one. Kenny Bowen got that answer first. Then Kenny bu- Bowen buzz- the first point. All I right. buzzed in first on that one. Yep. All right. Question number two. This wrestler, after leaving OVW for the WWF slash WWE, he captured the tag team championship with Rikishi and Charlie Haas. He is also known as the stylist. Rico Constantino. Rico Constantino is correct. Kenny Bolin has won the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. But Just had him as a guest on my show. But for shifting we're going to answer. Yeah, let's do the third one. See if I can get a sweep. Let's do the third one. Right. No sweep. Kenny Bolin, you better get that out of your head. There's no way you're going to sweep. You better forget that. Uh, a sweep would be embarrassing. Let's see if I can get the sweep. This wrestler, oh. is a former, this wrestler is a former five-time OVW champion. After leaving OVW, he went to win the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Rob Conway. Rob Conway is correct. The night out has been swept. I, I swept you like a Swiffer mop. Yes, yes, sir. And here is the music. And it's DJ yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what Got money on my mind, I can never get enough And every time I step up in the building Everybody hands go up And they stay there And they stay there Oh my goodness Yeah, hang on here I'm put, I'm put, I had to put my old cedar mop up I just swept his ass to bad Oh, Damn you, Kenny Bowling! I know, I know. He, well, the, one thing he did, he did name three people I managed, so I guess I might have had a bit of an advantage there. Uh, exactly. <laughs> this, this, this contest was absolutely biased. You know I, what? I, I demand that next time. If, if, I demand Donald, that next if, time we have the opportunity to to do like a trivia on something that I'm familiar with. Well, that like, would be a help. Be, yeah, that would help. Like, like maybe the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, or, or maybe tacos or beer. I like oh, tacos. I don't know anything about beer. I deserve a ring. Kenny Bolin, you're Okay, enough. Enough with the sad music already, Tim. Yeah, that's <laughs> some, sad, some sad music going on there. I, I almost oh, started Scooby crying what after hearing that. You? Oh my gosh. All right, all right. You know what? I will tip my cap to the star maker, to the King Kenny Bolin, for being a loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family. Kenny, anything you want to plug 
Anything you want to make sure people know about before you get out of here tonight? Well, one one, one thing is I don't uh, I would tip my cap, but I don't wear one because I got pretty hair, so I don't do that. Uh, let's see. Plugs. Ooh, they uh, they... Talk about hair after everything. I, I know. And now I'm going. Now hair? I'm going to the hair Penny, thing. I uh, do want to plug my podcast. It's gotten very successful here lately, or at least more successful than it used to be. Uh, the Bowling Alley. You can go to that and subscribe on YouTube.com uh, backslash The Bowling Alley, B-O-L-I-N, of course. Uh, if you want to buy my book, contact my inbox on either Twitter or Facebook, and you can buy a copy of my book. comes with a free autographed picture with it to use as a bookmark. Uh, if you want to buy the Beats by Bowling headphones, we have the JBLs and the Monster Intunes. We actually have a few Monster Intunes in stock right now. And uh, my shirts, if you want to order my shirts, uh, I can send you a, a link on Facebook that's got like 50 different shirts I sell. Uh, basically, it's because we can do them in any color combination you want, up to two colors, and put any team logo on it that you want. Or a WWE logo, I don't give a shit. Let them sue me. What are they going to get? So, uh, <laughs> just, uh, but yeah, we do all kinds of different color combinations. Uh, and of course, the classic shirts, the BS logo, the Bowling Club logo. The I'm a Bowling guy, I'm a Bowling girl, we sell those. Uh, oh, did you see Raluca still wears the I'm a Bowling girl shirt, Maya? She posted a picture in it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Still has that shirt after well, eight Well, why would she, Kenny? Well, uh, well she's in Rom- she, I think she's the only girl in, the, in, in Romania that wears an I'm a Bowling girl shirt, so that, that's pretty cool. We need to change that. We need to be more. We need two girls in Romania wearing those shirts. I'll have to see what I can do. I'll see what that I can come up with. Uh, but other than that, you know, just contact me. You can re- you can reach me on Twitter on at StarMakerBowen. Facebook is backslash StarMakerBowen. Instagram is just StarMakerBowen. I'm pretty goddamn easy to find. That's right. My man. home phone, my right home phone number is, my, my home phone number for those that want to call me is five zero two B R five four nine. Stop that! Oh my gosh, here we go, Katie. <laughs> You want to send a DNA sample too? I mean, seriously, come on, man. Yeah, I would like to find out. Got him! Got I said I would like to get a DNA test to find out if I'm actually part Cherokee Indian or not and see if my grandma was just faking it the whole time. <laughs> I, I had suspicions at home. I had suspicions at Home Depot actually built her teepee. Oh, my God. Now, the suspense is going to be killing me now. Next time that we bring you on, we're going to want to know if you're actually part Cherokee Indian. Right, Joe? I'm like, well, you know, what great-grandma was working us all, you know, who knows? You know, I come from a family of workers and thieves. <laughs> <laughs> workers and thieves. Joe, workers any and final thieves. thoughts for the star maker tonight, man? Man, you know, just it, it has been a, a pleasure. It's been a blast as always. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know that well, you already did one show today, and then I've you came done back one. to over here and did another show. Kudos well, to you, so props to you. Well, just do do me a favor. Remember, I don't do these shows for free. I must be paid. So go to my PayPal account, make a healthy donation, and donate to Kenny Bowen at MSN.com. And I expect I expect to see a few zeros at the end of this donation, if you know what I mean. I, I have always talked to the night out, and he's going to cut you a check for as much money as the Kansas City Chiefs gave Patrick. You don't you don't really think I'm going to take a check from either one of you guys, do you? 
Wait a minute, everyone. Maybe Fucking bullshit! Oh my gosh, you can't be serious. Jeez Louise. I didn't agree to that. I'm just letting everybody know I did not agree to that. I, I thought that was the agreement to get me on the show, to be honest with you, but all right, all right. Yeah. Just donate what you can and then donate what you can and then ten dollars more than that. There you well, go. Well, you know what, Kenny, before you go, I wanna say this and I want you to hear it too. Um Black wrestlers matter. I know that social justice is something that's near and dear to your heart as well, uh, as Star Maker. So, as you guys probably heard us a little bit earlier when we were talking to our first featured guest of the evening, the lovely, the talented Jocelyn Navarro. The Wrestle Talk podcast is an official sponsor of Black Wrestlers Matter. It is happening in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, at the end of August, and so many wonderful superstars uh, are going to be uh, showing and displaying their talent. And what better way to bring wrestling back uh, into full swing or or at least partially into full swing to have an event that supports, uh, you know, Black Wrestlers Matter. Uh, John and everybody else over there that's putting this event together, we're grateful for you guys giving us an opportunity to be a part of it. Uh, We believe in the cause. We want to uh, support as much as we can. Uh, We want to make sure people are showing integrity and and really, more than anything else, we want to make sure that everybody feels inclusive and everybody feels supported in what I still believe is the greatest country in God's green earth. And things are not perfect for everybody, but I think if we work together on it, we can get one step closer every day. Joe, your thoughts on that? Uh, because I know it's something that's near and dear to your heart before we finish off officially tonight. Yeah, man, you know, I, I think that it is absolutely amazing that we are able to uh, – uh, become sponsors uh, of the Black Lives uh, Matter uh, wrestling show. Uh, that that's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, it it it's great publicity for the Rest Talk podcast, and you know, it this is something that I know that Rich would have been proud to be a, a part of as well. So you know, shout out, man. You know, great stuff, man. Yeah, and we love you, Rick. Man, rest in peace. We lost you on July 4th. Uh, Rick, this is Joe's best friend. This is one of the original hosts of the show. We would have never been here without you, man. I can't wait to do the memorial show. And ladies and gentlemen, one last time, please make uh, uh, sure that you go and check out our amazing guests, Kenny Bolin and Jocelyn Navarro, uh, before the end of the night. We thank you for being here. We appreciate everybody who shared tonight's show. And I think that brings us to the conclusion. So good night, everybody. We'll catch you for episode 306 over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Grace and peace to everybody. Adios. Please